pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, my fellow Americans. It's awesome to have one more day to breathe the fresh air of liberty. Hey, we're glad you're here and welcome you to episode 18. And today, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson and a few others. Hey, we encourage you to weigh in on the topic. And you can do so by emailing us at podcast at theconstitutioncommandos.org. I'm your host, Chris Williams. My brother, Patrick Williams, is co-host. And we're the Constitution Commandos. I asked Stowe already if Dad listened to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And apparently he doesn't. And I said, why didn't you listen to Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson is a liberal. Ben Shapiro is a liberal. Yeah. I didn't know he was a liberal. Oh, yeah. You know, Alex Jones is just straight up against all... He's against the entire establishment, period. So, yeah. But, but, you know, dad doesn't like Alex Jones because uh, he's from Texas and he went to court. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, But, you know, I was thinking about that yesterday when we were talking about these people who weren't going to listen because they just sat on one side or the other. But it seems to me they would listen to the people that are liberal or, you know, Republicans would listen to diehard Republicans or something. I don't know. But, I wonder why they're not. I got an yeah. idea why they're not, especially with Tucker Carlson, because if you listen to Tucker Carlson, he sounds pretty conservative. I mean, but really all he's doing is weighing out facts. Well, he, he states the obvious, and he does it with a level of sarcasm that when you listen to him, you know, it's, uh, well, it's noticeably sarcastic, but Sure it is. You know, I don't, I don't know if you uh, watched many interviews where Tucker was interviewed. You know, oh, you know yeah. he doesn't have it. He doesn't have a TV. He doesn't keep up with. He doesn't watch mainstream media. He he don't he don't That's really. Right. You know, he gets a lot of his news from people <laughs> contacting him, and yeah, and a lot of them. So he's see. looking at it. Yeah, so he looks at things like, you know, just just any subject you can think of. Well, I mean, and just like with him, this Trump deal, he, he, he looks at it from the way he, he was taught the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, he tries to take each thing he hears through a, a moral lens, in a sense. Yeah, that it fits in the scope of right or wrong. But as a, and not just from a moral stance, but a logical stance. So right. he'll hear something, and to him, of sound mind and body, he's like, well, that's just ludicrous. I can't that really that's that's going on. So you almost did it too. You almost had the laugh and everything. <laughs> so he states the obvious, but from a standpoint of a neutral person or a bystander. an outsider. Yeah, about somebody from the outside looking in and somebody not really leaning on a ideology per se you know he's not mm-hmm. stuck in a oh I, i'm i'm democrat because this 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 and this or i he, 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 he doesn't sit on either side of the fence he's on the fence he hears something that's going on as current and he views that for what it is so well the interview he, that i saw that, that he was in with ben shapiro he's pretty proud of being a liberal i can understand that but what he's doing 
from what I've what I've seen in his interviews now, he'll like you know the the border crisis. Yeah. Okay. He says that his friends in Washington D.C. they know they're messing up, but they just rather blame somebody else. Right. And of course, if you can do Tucker Carlson, he's like it's so obviously a failure. Why can't they just accept that it's a failure, learn from it, and make a course correction? Yeah, right. And and every every interview I've seen him in, that has been his biggest complaint. <clears throat> it's not so much that the Democrats are wrong. Is I mean, he even says, you know, most of the most of the Democrats have good intentions, but they're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's not. It's it's almost like he's not taking sides, but he he's just stating facts. That's it, which is why I think more people ought to listen to him. Yeah. Even from the Democratic side. Well, and I have a feeling that what happens when people get turned off from Tucker, initially it was because, oh, he's on Fox, so he's a right winger. Or they hear him talk and it comes across as conservative to them and they're like, oh, he's a right wing extremist. Or it is so far outside of their ideological beliefs. They don't, like you said, they don't admit when they're wrong. They don't want to, you know, have a level of, uh, they don't want to look inside and say, hey, maybe I'm, you know, maybe what he's saying is right and I got a skewed view on this. It's, right. it's, it's automatically, it's not what I think. It's become so tribal. Everybody's like, and, and they're in this group think mentality. Okay, well, oh, I don't agree with that. So he's a far right wing extremist. I mean, that, that, that's just the way people don't give him a chance because that's what they, they're too quick to judge. They don't want to listen to him because their preconceived notion or presupposition is Tucker Carlson is right wing. And they don't even, if they would listen to the interviews, he said, look at it so much as he's right wing or this, he's refuting what they believe. I mean, well, I, I think it's a culmination. <laughs> I think it's a culmination. You know, everybody associates Tucker Carlson with Fox News, which he's not with anymore. And everybody says Fox News is the devil. It's the far right media outlet. You know, that's so that automatically is the first strike. When people right. hear Tucker Carlson, they're like, oh, far, far right. Or when he brings his perspective to the table and talks from a logical standpoint, it totally conflicts with their ideology. So automatically, because it's not what you think, you're far right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, it's a culmination. I, even... I think it's a culmination of all those things. But I just think there's a timeline. Fox, ideologies off. Right. You know, they don't even want to. If they would listen to other people that have interviewed him in an interview and just listen, set aside their differences, sit there neutral for a second, say, okay, I'm going to hear what Tucker Carlson is about. They might change their mind, but I think they are so ingrained into their ideological perspectives and circles that they don't even want to give him a chance, you know? Right. And that's, and that's probably true. And, and to be honest, I thought, Tucker Carlson was a right winger just because of the way I, you know, the way he comes across with his reports on Fox. But, you know, I didn't even find out until 
he did that interview with Ben Shapiro that he's only been at Fox for what two or three years. I don't remember how long he had been there. It hasn't been long, but I, I mean, it was like, you know, Ben even asked him, how did you get that job? <laughs> he said, um, I just filled the position. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but you know, Tucker said he was never, um, never even interested in politics until just what the last four or five years. And, and that amazes me because his insight into politics is incredible, but the way he analyzes it, knowing now that he's a liberal <laughs> is, is even better, you know, but then he's not the only one, you know, like I said, Ben Shapiro is a liberal. Um, and even Alan Dersh uh, Dershowitz, a staunch Democrat. I mean, swears he'd never vote Republican, especially for Trump. And I mean, apparently he doesn't like Trump, but if you listen to him talk now, it's almost like he's in defense of Trump. But if you right. know Alan Dershowitz, he's in defense of the law. I'm glad we got some fair players out there like that because it does say a little bit toward what we can do to save what little bit we have left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you uh, familiar at all with uh, podcast uh, Tim Pool? I heard that name. Uh, he does, uh, what is it? I think Tim Cast podcast. I, 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 and I don't, forgive me I if I'm getting it wrong. I think you yeah. introduced me to him once. Let me see. Well, he's a skater guy. Pool, right? Yeah, he actually uh, was one of the first people like Vice brought him in to start vice news basically you know he's worked for major media outlets and you know he's very much so a liberal he's but he you know he used hello to align with democrats you know and he sent his beliefs did you hear me yeah did you hear me? yeah I got uh, you. he said uh, it's only been recently where you know his belief system has been more aligned with the Republican Party, and he is by no means a Republican, but uh, he's a self-professed liberal. Um, but I don't agree with everything that Tim Pool says. No, 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 well, let me reiterate: it's he basically reads the news and then he gives his take on it and you know his insight. So I don't agree with all of his perspectives a hundred percent of the time. But he is a lot like uh, a Tucker Carlson in a sense, because Tucker will be the first to tell you that what he does is he's an opinion guy. You know, well, Tim Pool right. is the same way. He reads the news and then he's got a few shows that he does. One of his shows, <clears throat> I mean, dude, he gets people like Matt Gates. He gets big people in on his show, you know, uh, right. not just Matt Gates. He's had. Joe Rogan. I mean, dude, you, you could go down a list of people that he's had on a show. I think he's had Bernie Sanders on there. I mean, he's had a lot of people. Right. And, uh, but anyway, both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of his shows, oh, you remember the band All That Remains, right? Yep. Okay. Well, the lead singer from All That Remains is one of his regular uh, panelists, is on a show with him also. Okay. And uh, 
they give a you, you really ought to watch it. But basically, what I was saying was he, you know, he he is a liberal. I'm gonna get back to where I kind of digress from. But he is a liberal, and he's a skater. That's what he does. He's a he's a skateboarder. Okay, <laughs> but uh, right. he said a lot of his friends or a lot of people that have known him acquaintances they call him a conservative now a republican and he's like i'm not at all a republican I, you know he, he he just says trump was the first one that he got on board with because one he ended wars he didn't start any wars you know he's he's one of the, he's a liberal he won't he wants small government he don't want wars and foreign intervention and you know what i mean he wants everybody to live and let live right but a lot of people call him a freaking Republican. It's no different than what we were talking about with Tucker. Some people won't even give Tim Pool a, a chance. Look at Joe Rogan. He is a hardcore liberal. He is hardcore liberal. But he was fair. a Bernie. Yeah, was he a Bernie bro or was he a Hillary fan or something? But anyway. I want to say Hillary, but I don't know for sure. But now you look at him and yeah, he'll say it point blank. He's going to vote Republican. Because of the lunacy, not because he's a Republican. Mm. But there's a lot of people now that say he's sold out. And it's like, you, you have to look. He's a curious man. He has great questions to the people that he interviews. You know, right? He, he's not, I look at people like that, like the Tucker Carlson's, the Joe Rogan's, the Tim Pool's, you ben know, Chappelle's. the Dave Chappelle's, all yeah. of these people. I look at them as... Not just people that want to hear the other side to hear it, but to understand it and to have educated, rational, and logical debate with them, you know, challenge ideas. And that's what we used to do. And that's what's so, it's, it's a stark reality and contrast between today and, say, 15, 20 years ago. Right. 15, 20 years ago. That was common life in America. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew everybody that had, I mean, everybody knew somebody that had differing views, but you could sit and talk about it openly and not be called a bigot, a racist, or a Nazi, or get canceled from, you know, whatever, and fired from your job. Or called and, a specious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish the left would just stop inventing words, man. I mean, it, it's it really does show the intellect or the lack of intellect. I mean, it's it's horrible. Go learn some grammar <laughs> and stop trying to subvert grammar by right. inventing stuff. I mean, just you sound stupid. But anyway, yeah, it, it just trips me out. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that have large yeah. platforms that literally fit that mold that we're talking about. People won't give them a shot because logic, what they're talking about, is outside of their ideology, and it's unacceptable to them. Well, I mean, hey, being a Republican is the same thing as being logical. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, a lot of the people, too, that are, you know, especially the names we mentioned that are liberal, Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan and all these people, they're old enough to have, you know, been liberal when liberals were the working man party. I mean, 
you know, it wasn't quite the John Kennedy type of Democrat, but, you know, there was a severe shift in politics or maybe 30, 40 years ago. And, or maybe it was just the rise of that, what, left-wing leftist mentality, the kamikaze Nazis that we have in power now. But, but a lot of those people would mention they're our age. You know, they're old enough to remember what the Democratic Party was back in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. And, you know, and back then, I mean, if I remember correctly, even then, Mississippi was a blue state if ever there was a blue state, right? Oh, yeah. Hell, I remember going to the airport and watching Jimmy Carter speak. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, that was. We watched him get off the plane right there on the tarmac. Yeah, and looking back, I'm like, what were mom and dad thinking? I mean, really? I mean, yeah, that was, was one of the worst. <laughs> I mean, and hey, I'm, I'm cool if they just want to go hear what the dumbass had to say, but. Number it one, why did you drag because us along? it was along? the president, right? <laughs> and, and it could have been. And I, I'm hoping it was one of those two things as opposed to they right. had garnered some kind of support for the guy. I, I'm just, I'm praying that's Wait, not the case. You know, you got to <laughs> give mom and dad a little credit now because uh, Jimmy Carter did not call Rolling Fork Rolling Stones. So. Well, you know, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right about he, that. He at least but, remembered where he was. <laughs> so. Well, I have to say that, okay, I got, I got two memories in my history that are always, they're going to stain me for the rest of my life or haunt me. And I had no decision-making process or in that process. One was watching Jimmy Carter speak. And number two was watching Donnie and Marie Osborne, Osmond for my first concert. I'm just man, like, you just wow. let the cat out of the bag, man. We weren't supposed to tell that. <laughs> well, I know. It is embarrassing. That's a tough one to talk about. But once again, I am sheltered from the blame on that because we didn't make the decision to go. The oh, first concert we I decided to see was Brian Adams, summer of 69. So I saved I, – I, redeemed myself with that right there well, look i can save face with my first requested concert which was my birthday in fact ted nugent 38 special and then i got the honor of meeting ted nugent in austin yeah was that with molly hatchet was that the one with molly hatchet no. that day no no it's he fact, came i came thought it was a really times. twisted bill because they had ted nugent open for 38 special and everybody thought it should have been the other way around yeah well Three songs into 38 special, it was proven. <laughs> Nugent should have, I mean, headline because the Coliseum emptied. But, yeah. uh, but I, I never would have imagined in a million years I would have ever been able to shake hands and talk to Ted Nugent, but I did. And it, I, he blew me away, really. <laughs> First thing he looked at me and said, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but um, what was his name? Perry, the uh, apartment manager's brother. Oh, uh, you, you're talking about in Austin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went with him to the back room, and um, yeah, his name was Perry. <laughs> yeah, he went on one side of the bar to do something, and wanted me to go get a table before they all get filled up, right? So I went yeah. and found a table, and I mean, we're in Austin, so everybody looked like I do, right? Long yeah. hair, earrings, and everything. And so when I found this table. I went to the table next to me. I said, you guys know who's playing tonight? And they said, yeah, bad company and damn Yankees. I said, oh, I walked in the wrong side of the bar. <laughs> and they said, you're not from here, are you? Does it show? You know, as it turns out, it was 
Jason McMaster's that I was talking to. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but, and but dude, ain't nobody in Austin at that time was from Austin. <laughs> but no, nobody. Well, Jason was, but yeah. um, Jason asked me. He said, "So, uh, would you like to meet Ted?" And I said, "Ted, who?" <laughs> like a moron, right? And I, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to meet Ted." And he said, "Where is he?" He goes, "He's at the sound booth. He'll be coming up in a minute." As soon as he walked by, Jason stopped him and started talking to him. <laughs> Ted looks at me and he said, "Don't look at me so awestruck." <laughs> I'm not awestruck, believe me. <laughs> he said, what's the problem? So I told him about going to the concert of him and what well, I didn't tell him it was him and 38 Special. I said, I went to his concert three years prior on my birthday. I said, man, and I could have sworn you were hopped up on alcohol and everything else. He said, I've never done drugs in my life. Never drank a drop in my life. And I said, wow. Yeah, I mean, but if you, you've talked to Ted before, have you been around him? No, just I've, I've, to no. Well, I mean, I've listened man. to him quite a bit, but I've never, I've never even seen him in concert. Uh, Look, man, that guy blew me away. His intellect is far beyond anything you would expect from a rock and roller. Yeah. But when he told me music was his hobby, I was like, well, you got one hell of a hobby. <laughs> but um, I, I was really impressed with him. I mean, I thought he was going to be, I mean, if you think about it, every time he performs, you almost think he was Angus Young, a lot taller and skinnier, you know? But yeah. uh, talking to him, it's a whole different personality. I mean, he's a great guy, though. I mean, I wish I could talk to him some more. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting one. Especially since that was my first concert with Fred Music and 38 Special. Well, that concludes our show for today, and we thank you for being here with us. If you liked today's show, Rate it and review us on podchaser.com. It only takes a moment, and it will help us tremendously. Subscribe to get our weekly emails and your personal copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, signing off.